Hi, I'm Anna Reinert, former host of Art Supply Posse. As the founder of the podcast, I have remained a champion for what it has continued to do. My website, The Well-Appointed Desk, is an online resource for all the analog tools you love and is sponsoring Art Supply Posse. The Well-Appointed Desk has recently celebrated its 10-year anniversary with top 10 lists featuring our best recommendations in paper, pens, and pencils. Every week, The Well-Appointed Desk publishes new reviews of all your favorite analog tools and everyone's favorite link love on Wednesdays. Don't forget to check out our shop where you can get all of your favorite coloring, ink testing books, and quirky stationery products, including the Art Supply Posse Sherlock Holmes Pocket Notebook while supplies last. Visit wellappointeddesk.com today. Thanks. Hello, Art Supply Posse. Kim here. Today's episode promises to be a fascinating one. We're going to learn a little bit about making paint. Well, at least we're going to hear from someone who makes paint anyway. I'm sure you're going to love it as much as I will. Hi, Connie Vartianen. Welcome to Art Supply Posse. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. It's my pleasure to have you. I'm very excited about this this episode. So what we want to start with is, you know, the real big question, which is who is Connie Vartianen? Um, well, you know, just like anyone, I have many layers, but... Um, some of the biggest ones are I am a mother of two, I am a primary school art teacher, and I make uh, shimmer watercolour paint. <laughs> yeah, which is the primary reason we're here today. Exactly. <laughs> so on that very subject, why paint? What led you to make your own paint? Well, and yeah. not just that, then also go on to sell it too. That's a that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I'm as I said, I'm an art teacher and I'm an artist. Um, and yeah, I just kind of started thinking one day you can find lots of sort of um recipes for paint online for like children and it's always a bit of food coloring and you know some corn flour or something like that and I started thinking you've got to be able to make some decent paint like why are all these recipes sort of very basic and I thought you know all these sort of great artists they used to make their own paint you couldn't go down to the shop and just buy a tube of something that you wanted um and I thought there's got to be a, a way to make your own paint. And, yeah, I just started researching. Um, there's not a lot of information, like really good information online, but, I, you know, once you sort of really, really start looking into it and, and uh, looking at as much information as you can, you sort of get an idea of what ingredients to use and how to combine them and that sort of thing. And, yeah, I started just making paint for myself really at the start mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. just to have a go and see if I can make something that was pretty good. And, yeah, I, I think when I first started making it, I thought, oh, this could be good and it could be really bad, but that's okay. I'll just give it to the kids if it's not so good. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, I think the first paints I made, I started trying them and then I, I remember you know, sort of sitting there and just trying to do a bit of painting and my husband was in the room and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really good paint. Like, you know, it's really good. Like I, I said, I can't believe it. I've actually made really good paint. And, yeah, I just kind of used it myself for a while and then after a while I thought, you know, I could, you know, you make a decent enough batch and, and uh, share the love really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That initial research yeah. and then, you know, your first few sort of attempts. Yeah. Were you looking at 
and I'm going to call them recipes for yeah. the paint. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but as as someone who bakes and cooks, recipes <laughs> is where my brain goes for that sort of stuff. So, yeah. you know, excuse me if it's completely wrong, but that's where recipes, I'm going. You're right. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> so are they, is the recipe as such like a traditional one? Like is it, um, you know, when like I've, read some art history and you know you're right like artists used to have to make their own paint so is it that is it at its base at its core similar to what was used by artists in the past well you know i mean i i'm what the artists i was thinking was thinking about were the ones using the oils and stuff like that this is watercolor it's completely different i haven't tried to make oils or anything like that with pigment but um that was my initial sort of idea, you know, like I've got to be able to make something pretty decent. And then I started, you know, as I was doing the research, I sort of found that there are recipes online for not really decent recipes online for making watercolour paint, but there's a lot of people with little bits of information and once you sort of piece them all together and do a bit of experimenting, you realise what works, what doesn't work um, and all that sort of thing, you know, when you kind of try and make the first batch and it doesn't bind (laughs) and you're thinking, what's going on here? Why isn't this working? Um, uh, You know, after a while you start realising I need a little bit more of this or I need to do this for a little bit longer or, you know, that sort of thing. Is watercolour your preferred medium to work in? So therefore it kind of made perfect sense that watercolour is what you wanted to make or were you just like, no, I just want to make paint and watercolour was the easiest perhaps to, to do? I think... I mean, I use lots of different types of mediums. I, I use watercolour, you know, oils, acrylic. I've done a little bit of everything, resin, you know, ink. I, I've tried everything. I, I like to use a bit of everything. Um, yeah. And it was just the first thing I kind of, you know, stumbled across. And then I think just, you know, once you start getting into it and doing more and more research and trying to make it, you know, activate better or um you want it to be a bit brighter or, you know, once you start mixing colours, it you know, you just kind of get carried away with it really. <laughs> I'm, I'm very well sure. You, I'm surprised you don't have like four million different colours. and <laughs> oh, It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like sometimes I, um, I've got paint to make, like colours that I've already made because I need to make new batches of it and all I want to do is make a new one. <laughs> all I want to do is try making something different and new. It's like, you know, that's my treat time. Okay, what can I make different now? Yeah. yeah. So let's say you want to make a colour that you already have. Yeah. How long does that process take? And is it dependent on the actual colour? Like are some colours harder or longer to take longer to make than than another colour, for example? Yeah, definitely. Some colours, um, well, look, yeah, it depends on the pigment. You know, some pigments are very easy to bind. You can sort of um, mull them in a sort of half an hour 40 minutes sort of situation with the with the pigments that I'm using others Mm -hmm. take a lot longer you know an hour an hour and a half you know it really just depends on the pigment itself some of them are just really resistant to um mixing in with the binder so you've Mm -hmm. just got to work them a lot longer um and yeah I mean as I said it sort of takes oh about 40 30 30 minutes to say about an hour and a half to mull a colour, but from start to finish it takes probably about four hours to make a paint, but then that is over the course of a month because you're, you know, pouring a pan, allowing it to dry, you know, letting it sit for a week and then needing to refill it. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how it works. It's like four to five hours of of working time, but it's like a month uh, incorporating the drying time in it as well. (laughs) 
Yeah, wow. So does that, that drying time, like I'm imagining that the conditions that the paint is resting, so to speak, yeah. is pretty important. Like I would imagine, you, you, you know, you would, are you wanting some kind of controlled temperature area for those to be drying? No, or? it is literally just, it just, I mean, it's in a, like I keep them in a, a, a enclosed space where there's like ventilation so air will flow around the paint so it doesn't get dust and stuff like that in it. But it's literally just, you know, whatever the temperature is in my, the, you know, the back room of my house where, where the paint is made. <laughs> that's that's, cool. that's, that's cool. what I'm dealing with. That's the temperature. <laughs> Good. So you haven't had to create some special room that's got lot, lots of, um, you know, temperature control no. devices. Awesome. That's no. great. Just, you know, at the end of the day, you're waiting for the, the water in, in the binder to evaporate, you know, it's and it, if, you know, if I lived in a more... Uh, a warmer climate it probably would happen a little bit quicker but being in melbourne yes. it's it can be you know chilly sometimes yes, yes it can. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah so so what kind of ingredients go into making paint and yeah i don't i don't expect a full you know um breakdown of every single thing because we don't want you giving away you know your little ticks and trips and tricks and tips and secrets but like it, you know, pigments, what what are we talking about when we're saying pigments and binders and things? For those uninitiated who perhaps have not heard the words before yeah. or have only a vague idea of what it means yeah. exactly, what sort of things are we talking about? Well, the pigment that I use mostly are mica powders, so um, mm-hmm. they, they're the ones that give the shimmer, uh, yeah. and, and others, um, you know, some crystal pigment and some... Um, you know, like chrome pigment, but it, it's basically a powder that's been, um, well, you know, you can get natural pigments which are like crushed ground rock, you know, that kind of situation, um, mm-hmm. which is what mostly is in the paint. Um, otherwise, yeah, the binder, like I use a, in my binder, I use um, gum arabic, um, distilled water, um, and gum arabic is uh, like a tree sap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, distilled water. Um, glycerin and a little bit of clove oil, which is like a, a preservative or an antifungal really just to keep yeah. it all nice, yeah. Yeah, so and then mostly, as I said, it's it's pigment um, and then, you know, the gum arabic and the rest will make up the binder, which is essentially like a glue really, t- yeah. sort of to kind of glue the pigment together, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, just that's the perfect description. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. So, um, do you find like when you go to make a new color, for example, like is it almost like a hit and miss kind of process? Like, do you have an idea in your mind of a sp- specific color? Like, when I, I just to let the listeners know. I follow Connie uh, on on Instagram, and so I find watching your your um, little videos just quite mesmerized, mesmerizing as you <laughs> as you uh, play with the paint. And the one that's stuck in my head is the, a color called. Oh, am I even allowed to say? I must be able to say it's on Instagram, yeah, so I must yeah. be allowed to say. There's a color called Medusa, which I just fell in love with as soon as I saw it. Yes. It just looks perfect. Yes. So, is that a process of? Like, do you know that's the colour you want to get to or is it a case of trying things until you get something that's satisfying? Like, it depends. It really depends on the colour. Medusa, that particular paint, is 
um, basically made up of some very, very fancy um, pigment. That is not <laughs> like that's not a colour that I've mixed or made myself. It's a, mm-hmm. a colour shift pigment that will give you that kind of yeah, um, right, okay. the shifting, the shifting of the colours, and that literally yeah. comes down to the pigment itself. Yeah. Other colours that I make, um, sometimes I start with a colour in mind and I will just try and use the pigments that I've got to combine them and make the colour. Sometimes I'll look at the colours that I've got or the p- different types of pigments that I have and I think, oh, if I combine this and this, it'll make this colour. I mean, I've always liked to mix and make my own um, paints. You know, it's like when I was at uni, I remember my lecturer, like the lecturer saying, you know, you've got to go and buy some paint so that you can, you know, do your paintings. And they kind of gave us a list of paints to buy. And it was basically just, this is what you have to have, the primary colours, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a white, you know, a burnt umber, you know, a raw sienna or something like that. And, and, um, and, and then you can make any colours you like. And, you know, being a poor uni student, I literally just bought those, you know, four paints and I was forced yeah. to mix and make the colours that I wanted and I think that experience has, has now helped me being able to make the mm-hmm. colours that I want with the pigments because I've had so much um, practice in, you know, making colours basically. Yeah, okay. So are your, your pigments, are they bought online, bought locally? Like how does that work? Um, they are, oh, look, you know, I get them from all over the place. <laughs> Whoever's got something interesting, I buy them online, I buy them from overseas, I've bought them from Australia. They kind of come from all over the place and it really is more about, like I do lots of research to try and find different types of pigments, different types of colours and, you know, one supplier's got one thing that I like and another supplier's got another thing that I like. So it's sort of all over the place. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. I'm just sort of thinking because Shimmer is in the name of your company. Yeah. Did you did the Shimmer in your paint come from the first go, or was it something you came to after a little while? After a little while, it was like I first started just making paints with just you know normal kind of. Um, pigments that don't have mm-hmm. any shimmer in them but then mm-hmm. you know when I started looking into these you know sh- uh, pigment suppliers and stuff like that I, I realized that they've got shimmers and I thought oh, I might give that a go and then I started making the shimmers and I thought oh these are gorgeous it's something a bit different you know mm-hmm. and I I thought oh this is you know it's something and a little bit more fun you know once you've painted something not only can you get a picture out of it but you know it sort of has this beautiful reflective um, quality to it and yeah I just kind of started just went with the shimmers and then I thought, okay, I'm going to start selling this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. So where do you get inspiration for for creating a new colour? Oh, look, I mean, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, if I've seen a, a pigment that I think, oh, that colour's, you know, amazing or if I mixed it with this one. Um, sometimes it's, you know, you're out and about and you see a a, a something in a store and you think oh that color is gorgeous I wonder if I can go home and make it I'll take photos of random things you know like I'm in a, in a clothing store and I'm taking photos of like tops and things because I think oh I really like that yellow <laughs> I wonder if I can go home and make it yeah so just every everyday life really anywhere you know obsession with color really yeah fair yeah. enough too <laughs> It sounds like you're kind of creating like a mood board, like, you know, seeing the things you like. And and I make it, that's right, you know, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I love it. So what's your favourite colour? Um, 
Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I really like Tanzanite. I think that's one of mm-hmm. my favourites. It's a, it's sort of a bluey purple colour. Um, mm-hmm. And then when once I made that colour, yeah, I just was like, this is, it's really blue, but it's sort of purple as well. And then when I was like thinking, what am I going to call this thing? And then, yeah, I kind of was, um, I did a Google search and I found that there's a stone that literally is like the same colour and it's called Tanzanite. And I was like, this is the perfect name. <laughs> it's a gorgeous colour. Very yeah. nice and dark. Yeah. yeah. Just, does that change like dependent on? on the year or where you're at colour-wise oh, or is that a colour yeah. you love for, oh, for yeah. a then, day? You know, tomorrow I'll make a new colour and I'll be like, this is the best <laughs> colour. I love this colour. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yeah, that's what, like that, Like I said, it's like, oh, I, I as soon as I start making something new, I think, oh, my gosh, look at this colour. This is gorgeous. You know, <laughs> and then I, yeah, it, it, it is a bit like that. But it's good because then I'm getting lots of different new ones, you know. Which is what you want, really. <laughs> so, do any colours like, let's say you were to create a new colour, would that then spur on the creation of other colours, sort of similarly themed, or do you tend to go from one, you know, for example, a, a the tanzanite, and then to something completely opposite? Sometimes I do. I try and uh, do like in a theme. Like I think, oh, if I, especially if I like, I think to myself, I'm going to make a tin set or a set of something. Then I think, well, what's going to be working well together in in combination? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I I think to myself, okay, I want to make a tin set, and I think sometimes I just want to do really different colours, you know, like make sure I've got all the primaries in there in some way, not really primaries, but, you know, like a, a version of a yellow and a, and a and a sort of red and a sort of blue, you know, just so that whoever it is going to be getting that set can, you know, mix those colours with each other to make something, you know, a little bit more interesting and different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so sometimes it is it's themed and other times I just want different. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're thinking about the the listener who's listened to this and decided, all right, they've, they've jumped onto your Instagram, they've fallen in love with the colours. What's the process of purchasing involved? Like is it a case of can they buy individual pans? Do they buy a set? Can they tailor a set to their preferences? Sort of what's that shopping experience like? So I have um, I have tin sets available, so different sorts of sizes of tin sets so you can get six or 12 in a in a tin, um, mm-hmm. which are already preset. Like I've chosen the colours that go in there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can buy the, the colours individually as well. And and I have the I sell the tins as well. So you can buy mm-hmm. the colours that you like and put them in a tin, so that you can choose the ones that you specifically want as well. Nice. Well, yeah. that's good. So it can be tailored either way. It can be. And the only thing that I've got happening at the moment is um, because I'm making the paint myself. Once I've made a batch. They kind of they sell and then um, they sell out and then there's a you know waiting period where where I'm at at the moment and um, and that is that there's nothing to buy because <laughs> I'm frantically making paint and I've got people with orders and and that sort of thing so um, yeah I try and release uh, on a monthly basis I'm mm-hmm. having uh, more issues um, recently because of uh, shipping you know yes. and that yes. sort of thing but yeah, yeah. so yeah. the colors are released on a monthly basis and and sometimes there's a waiting period of a couple of weeks where you have to wait because I've basically sold out yeah 
Yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit of exclusivity too, which is, you know, some people like that. Some people like that and then other people are like, when is it? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I need it for a birthday or, you know. <laughs> yeah, or I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah but there's, there's no pleasing everybody ever. No, there so. isn't. But, that, you know, that's just that's part of the experience and I think that's just, you know, when, you, when you're uh, – I'm not mass producing these paints, you know, I don't have a, a machine that does it. I do it all by hand and that, you know, that process takes some time and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the key is it is a single person. It is Connie. She's making these herself by hand, labouring with love to make them. And so I think, I mean, of course people are going to want them yesterday. That's that's the nature of it. But I think <laughs> most people would be okay with that weight because they know that it is that much more personal and that much more special yeah. because a person has labored you know to make them as opposed to yeah a big machine spitting out many many millions of the same that's right that's right yeah which is a lovely thing really so is is there a most popular color i don't know whether there's a most popular color i haven't really worked that one out yet because as i said i sort of things sort of sell so not quickly, but you know, as as I said, I you know, you make a certain amount and they kind of go very quickly. So it's not like mm-hmm. one would sell out and then the rest sort of, you know, sort of sitting there. I, I'm not quite sure which which is a, the most popular. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit hard. No, to that's own. okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fine. That's um. I mean, hey, there's nothing worse than well. I mean, it's good that they are all selling out quickly. I think is probably the most important takeaway from it. So. <laughs> Out of curiosity's sake, we you mentioned that you're an artist at the top. So what's what what is your paint like what do you paint? What do you like to create? Do you are you making art for just yourself? Are you selling any art? Sort of let's talk about Connie the artist inside. <laughs> uh look, for now I'm I'm concentrating on making paint and I have two, you know, very young children that keep me extremely busy. Um mm-hmm. So making artwork is something that I probably haven't done too much of in the last couple of years. I mean, I definitely use the watercolours that I make and that's more just a personal, you know, working on a journal or just doing a small sort of picture painting for myself. I'm not really doing anything, um, you know, to sell or anything like that at the moment. It's more just for my own enjoyment. But, you know, in the past I've done like paintings I've done lots of abstracts I do portraits um yeah I mean at one stage I was doing abstract a lot like I really I love I love abstracts um you know I use a lot of fluoro at one point I've just sort of done a little bit of everything I'm one of those people that just likes to try as many different Mm -hmm. things as possible and you know I like to combine um things so, you know, a bit of spray paint with uh, acrylics and, um, yeah, all sorts of different things, uh, inks and, yeah, you know, <laughs> a bit of everything. Sounds sounds like my kind of artist. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So <laughs> did you, what What was your art, art, did you say you went to art school? Is that is that what you said? Did I I, I'm that? an art teacher. I'm a primary oh, yeah, art teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. what's that like? What is what is it like to teach primary school age children art? Because I imagine it would be awesome, it's but it's amazing. probably not all perfect. There's probably some downsides too, but you know, oh. let's not talk about those. Oh no, it is it's, it's the best job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best job teaching 
teaching children art. There's nothing better. <laughs> you know, it's like the you you kind of winning already just being yeah. the art teacher. Um, mm-hmm. You know, children tend to turn up to the class excited and looking forward to what they're going to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good, and you know, being you know really into the arts, it, it's fantastic because children, especially you know primary aged children, they're you know uninhibited. They just do what they want. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about it being perfect, and mm-hmm. you know they make the most amazing things because of the fact that they're not um, self conscious. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I find them very inspiring, the things that they do. Often I'm, like, taking photos of the the students' work because I think, oh, that's really cool. Look how, you know, he's kind of done that and he's kind of flipped that up around that way, you know, something I'd never think to do. Um, I think, oh, how can I incorporate that somehow in my work? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's the best job. I'd imagine it would be. So is it um, primary school, does that mean you've got all of the ages in primary school, like from, from yes. you know, year one right through to year six? Yes, yes. So foundation all the way to six, so five-year-old to 12-year-olds. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. good. And you're definitely, um, you're, you're, you're giving them that foundation of art at a really good time. Like, as you say, they're excited and they've got no... Well, they're not adults, so they haven't got any of the hang-ups yeah. that we've all applied to our, <laughs> our yeah. own artistic practices. Yeah, that's so right. They- it's like it's funny though. They kind of get to that sort of, you know, year five, year six, sort of year 11, you know, 11 12-year-olds, and they that's when they really start going, oh, mine, is, you know, it's not that perfect and it's I want it to be perfect and you start getting a little bit more like, you know, that person over there, theirs looks really good and mine's not that good, you know, which is hard. You know, you're always trying to tell them, you know, this is a, a, a safe space and we're here to create and learn and nobody's perfect and I can tell you, I can show you some of my work that I'm still working on, but you just, you know, push through and, and you'll get to get to a point where you like it in the end. Um, mm. But, yeah, the, the younger ones just, they don't, they don't care. They just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> just go for it and it's fabulous <laughs> it, is. it is I know I've got I've got two young nephews and the times that uh, of course pre-covid when you can sit with them <laughs> and sat with them and made art and it's just so fun yeah. and so freeing and there's no care about the outcome it's just doing and I yeah I always go away from those that time really energized and yeah. really excited and like I need to hold on to this and feel this way myself when I'm making yeah. up myself because like it's- I think sometimes it's more about for them it's more about the experience of creating it they enjoy the actual doing rather yeah. than um, wanting to have created something that is amazing and yes. that's what I think as adults we don't we don't do or we forget about we're always thinking oh I don't like it it needs to be better I I want to change this I you know I wasn't that's not what I was aiming for I need to change the nose or whatever it is whereas mm-hmm. when you're a child you're just enjoying the process yes which we yeah. we kind of it would be good as at our, as adults if we could just try and remember that enjoy the process just enjoy the the creating part of it Yep. Yeah. 100% agree with you. <laughs> I think perhaps we all need to spend some more time making art with kids. I think uh, oh, that no. would do us all a favour. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a, like let's let's say that you had all the time in the world to make art as well as make your paint. Oh, heaven. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, I've clicked my fingers and made that world happen for wow. you, Connie. So I hope that that's uh, I've made your dreams come true. <laughs> what What would you be painting? Like, is there a specific sort of thing you prefer, or is it just all about whatever medium? And so, therefore, you know, whatever. Okay. Goes what what I really like is. Um, combining different types of materials together and mm-hmm. creating um like portraits but that not that aren't um like really traditional portraits things that have you know multiple layers or are slightly abstracted mm-hmm. um yeah I like like pattern I love pattern and using lots of pattern mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little bit too much pattern. Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I really like to do. Portraits, but that aren't really like a traditional portrait. So, you know, yeah. that they they have people incorporated in them, but then they're still sort of quite, you know, layered and and abstracted. That's what I really kind of like. Yeah, and I like busy artwork, like really busy stuff. I yeah. I like to to own and and buy more simple artwork but I like to create busy <laughs> artwork yeah, okay. that's it that's interesting that's yeah. quite interesting yeah you you like to make one thing but I, I like to buy them. I like to buy them both but I, I like yeah but for me to create I like the busyness <laughs> yeah yeah going back to a young Connie were you always artistic like did you always draw and paint and and do things when you were younger or did you come to it a little bit later I know I always loved it always loved it yeah from from a young young child yeah was your family artistically inclined too or uh no not particularly I have like you know both my sister and my brother are you know, into music my sister sings my brother plays musical instruments so we're quite a like arty kind of family but in terms of drawing and and painting and that sort of thing no not not really you know I have an uncle that paints um but Mm -hmm. I think he's probably the the only one and he kind of came to it at a later age you know when he kind of was older and had you know children of his own and that sort of thing yeah yeah so I don't know where it came from but (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting how that happens I speak to some people and you know their parents were somehow involved in the arts whether they made art or whatever and then others like you it just it just randomly is a thing that they just have always done and it's quite fascinating to me that how different people can be but still come at one thing or another yeah yeah is there anything you feel like we you want to cover that we haven't yet perhaps covered um, I don't think so, but you know, I mean, I probably walk away from here going, "Oh, I could have, uh, <laughs> could have said this, and I should have said that." Yeah, we all do that. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. You're not the first oh person I've spoken to that. <laughs> tying just quickly, tying back to to the availability of your paints, yeah, and 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 getting getting your hands on them, yeah. What's the best way for someone to be keyed into that monthly release thing? Like do you have, is there a newsletter, is there some sort of thing so, you know, someone's listened, they've gone and looked at your Instagram and they're like, okay, I want to get into this, I want to get involved, I want to be able to buy the paint when it is available. What's the best way for people to do that? Yeah, I do have a newsletter. So on the website, if you just add your email to the newsletter, um, Mm -hmm. those people get advance notice on when the release dates are um, 
and just information in general on, you know, what's happening, what's coming, you know, if there's new colours yeah. being released, you know, yeah. these, are, these are the new colours that are coming. So they kind of have a bit of a heads up on um, what's going to be released when it is and the dates and that sort of thing. So, yeah, the newsletter is definitely the best place to to go, yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll have a link to your website in the show notes so the, so the listeners can get to that directly from their podcast app, which is always Wonderful. helpful. Um, what about what about people who have made art from your watercolours? Do you like them to tag you in a post on Instagram so you can sort of see what they're doing? Like, oh, is that because I know? Definitely would love that. I definitely love people to tag. I'd love people to tag. It's it's funny, you know. I think uh, I don't know whether it's the shy artist, but I, I don't get anywhere near as many tags as I thought that I would be getting with the amount of paint that I've been selling. It's sort of like, you know, I think people are buying it and then doing their own little pictures and then squirreling it away. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see what people are doing. When, when people tag me, I get so excited to see what people have done with the paint that I've made. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good thing for, for listeners to hear because like certainly from my own personal experience and also talking to a few people who, who make art for themselves, not for, you know, anything more than a hobby, but it's quite often and in one regards it is the downside of places like Instagram is because we have a tendency to put the perfect photo of yeah. whatever it is, yeah. we quite often think, oh, I won't post that because it's not as good as you know, exactly. somebody else in their feed. And I think perhaps we could do with paying more attention to children and their art oh, and just share it for the sake of sharing it, saying here's a thing I made. Yeah. Um, you know, I might not necessarily even think it's as good as it could have been, but I think it's nice, especially for you, if they're tagging you, so you can see what's being oh, done with it. I love it. I absolutely love it when when somebody tags and they've done anything. You know, I'm yes. so excited to see, you know, yes. what what they've made with my little babies. Yes, <laughs> and I think a lot of us tend to be very critical of our own work yeah. because. That's just how we are. That's, I think it's part of the nature of being human, yet you will show somebody else something you've made and they think it's amazing exactly. and you just kind of like, oh, what do you see that I don't see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely want to see. Yeah, beautiful. All right, well, we'll definitely make sure. Listeners, if you buy yourself some, some shimmer drops paint and you use it, tag Connie <laughs> so she can see <laughs> what you're making. <laughs> Don't just buy it and then sit it on your shelf and never use it yeah. because, I mean, you know, you can, but really, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely want to see what you make, definitely. Yeah. Well, Connie, I think, um, I think we've covered quite a bit here. I've really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. 